Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I didn't really believe in, in counseling, but I'm like, you know what? I'm a bowler. I like bowling. And, you know, when you're not bowling good, try something new. Change. Change balls, move, speeds, throw it harder, faster, whatever. Change hands, do a cartwheel, do anything. But whatever you're doing isn't working, so change. And that's what he did. He changed. It's my friend Billy. He's done a total 180 in his life. And I thought it was a perfect man-to-man conversation to have and share with you for another Mental Health Monday, where we keep the men in mental health. Let's do it. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but not always the substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Thanks for checking it out. Enjoy the podcast. How do? Welcome to another Riggs Off the Radio podcast. I'm Riggs, and this is Mental Health Monday, where I keep the men in mental health. Having conversations with men about emotions, fears, anxieties, all the stuff that men should be talking about with one another, but normally don't. Now, I had my friend Billy on the podcast back on April 30th of last year, if you want to go back and listen, and you should. It was right after he got out of the hospital after a battle with COVID where he almost died. And the thing is, Billy had been through a lot of stuff even before and after his run-in with COVID. He was the typical guy who shoved down his feelings, assumed that he could handle it all on his own, but he couldn't. He finally broke down and reached out for help, and it's changed his life. So I thought this is a perfect conversation to have and normalize these kind of talks that men should be having without fear of judgment. So I invited him over for a beer, and we had an open and honest, blunt conversation about mental health right in my kitchen. By the way, you, Billy, were my most downloaded podcast episode. So that's why I'm bringing you back, is for clicks and for listens. Oh, you're one of those guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, really. Thank you, thank you very much for coming back on the podcast. Uh, this time you're in my house now. And, uh, so, socially distanced for those who are, are worried. We there's, are. A, there's a yardstick between us right now. Oh, I got to back up. I'm 5.9. All right. Now we're six. We're good. <laughs> we're good now. We're good now. So you've been through quite a bit over, even pre-COVID, right? Because you had COVID. Mm-hmm. And when was that? Uh, April 13th is the, my first day. I was um, admitted in the hospital. I was discharged April 25th. Um, okay. So 13 days I was in the hospital. So April. So it's been a little less than a year since you've had that. 
And let's go back to, to previous from this, because this is really the mental health podcast. Last one, we talked kind of about your COVID experience and how that was and how the treatment went and your recovery. But this, this goes a little more deep with mental health, because you and I have had some conversations off this podcast, just personally with text messages that started back in November, where you were having some issues just mentally. You were struggling. So tell me about what was going on with that. Oh man, it, it, it's just been, it's been hard. You know I mean? Life, life is rough. Um, you know, uh, a big thing was, uh, I lost my dad, um, June 15th of 2017, you know, just like any other, you know, many, many other people like me, their dad is their best friend. You know, my dad was a truck driver for 37 years. I'm following in his footsteps with that. Um, you know, and, uh, when he passed, I was just, I was so lost. I, I didn't know what to do. And I guess I did the only thing I'd knew how to do was get back to work, you know, get in a truck. And a month after he passed away, I started driving over the road and traveling the country just like he did. And, um, you know, uh, at the same time, you know, you know, was in a, a not not the best relationship. Um, you know, that, that definitely took a toll on me as well. Yeah. Um, and now it's just... You know, 2020, it, it hit us all pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had COVID. Uh, Megan, uh, my fiance, lost her job in February. Um, you, I had burnt, a, you had a house fire, too. Yeah, burnt my arm a month after I got out of the hospital. Two days before I started my first job, back from COVID, my apartment burnt down. <laughs> and it's like, what? What do you? What is next? And for the record, your name is Bad Luck Billy. Yeah. So you truly are living up to your name in that And aspect. And I believe uh, you were the one that deemed me that nickname. <laughs> I Th- did. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much for that, Rick. Well, it started with just goofy sporting events, and now it's, it's oh, morphed no, in your life. Oh, no, now we're so. going to screw with them. But I know what I'm not good. I can't, I can't bring that name up anymore because I feel like it's, it's done enough. It's taken its yes. toll on you enough. It, it's nice because when I first saw you today, you said, hey, Billy, how are you? Not, hey, Bad Luck Billy, where's that black cloud <laughs> following you around? No, it's, yeah. When you were younger with your dad or with your parents, did they ever talk to you about mental health or your feelings or emotions or anything like that when you were younger? No, man. It was that not, that really wasn't a, a thing. You know, I, I know it was a thing, but it was never never a thing in our house. You know, we were very honest and open. And if there was a problem, you talk about it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, you know, how I was, I was raised. And, and you know, I, I never really knew that mental health was even really a thing. You know, it, it took me a while to, to really you know, understand that it affects people. And you know? prior to this, what did you, what was your perception of it? Did you have the, the stereotypical stigma attitude towards it? Like, it's just, it's all in your head. You can get through it. It's just something that's crazy people, crazy talk, like that kind of attitude towards it at one point. Yeah. I mean, literally I was one of those guys that I'm like, ah, oh, it's just in your head. You're fine. Well, you're right. Mental. It is literally in your head. And, and, you know, I just kind of saw it from a different aspect. And uh, what really kind of made me start to, you know, open my eyes to it. A, a friend of mine, um, not not going to name names, but uh, he, you know, his, his brother, um, you know, died of died of suicide. And I was there for my brother. Or, excuse me, not not my brother. He's like a brother to me. Um, I saw how that affected him. And your friend lost his brother to suicide. Yes, my friend uh, lost his brother to suicide. Correct. And how that affected my friend. Just seeing what he went through, and and he'd have such high highs and such low lows, and he didn't have very many high highs, but he had a lot of really low moments, and and I was I was very thankful to be there for him, as I still am today, and you know we talk every day, but 
you know, just, just kind of dealing with that, you know, over, over the span of the last couple of years. And, and even from an outsider, I still didn't really fully believe it until some of the things that he was going through started happening to me. And I started having those same symptoms and, and, and things. And it finally, it just, you know, back in, back in, uh, like, beginning or mid uh, November of 2020, I texted you and I wrote this long paragraph. Yeah. And I'm like, Riggs, man, I need help. Like there's, there's something not right. I am sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and, and I need help. What do I do? Where do I go? How do I do this? And I thought I could fix it myself by just, ah, oh, just keep working. Just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing great. You know, your dad would be proud. Well, that only gets you so far. Well, men, we always think that with men. We always think that we can fix things on our own. We never stop and ask for directions. Right. We never want to ask anybody for help. Mm-hmm. We don't look at the instruction but lit until we're frustrated with the thing. We can't put the fucking thing together. <laughs> we never even look at the instructions. We're like, I can see the picture on the box. I'm fine. Right. I'll put it together from the picture on the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, a lot of times we can't. Right. And there are a lot of things in life that they don't have a picture on the box. They don't, there are no directions. Right. You know, you, you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. So. Maybe you didn't have the luxury of having parents that did talk to you a lot about that. Right. Do you think, I know mean, you have kids now, do you think you'll talk to your kids a little bit about, you know, emotions and mental health? Maybe not going into the complexities of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, but just basic, how are you feeling today? Why are you sad? Do you, are, do you have any of those conversations with your kids now, do you think? Yeah. I mean, my, my little boy, he's, uh, he'll be nine in, in uh, June. So, he, you know, uh, my little girl, Riley, she's only two years old, so she's a little, little young for that. But, yeah, I mean, even now, I definitely ask. You know, I always make sure that, you know, um, I ask Damien, how are you doing? How was your day? How was, how was school today? What did you do in school? You know, and, and I can always tell when something happened, typically with, you know, another child. That parental instinct. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and I just kind of, I don't, I don't, well, what's wrong? Who's, who's bullying you now? No, I just kind of like, okay, well, you know, what's going on? And, and he'll tell me and I'll ask him questions, you know, well, what did you do? How did that make you feel? Why did that make you feel that way? It's great. And, and when he gives his, you know, eight, eight year old explanation, you know, I'm, I'm even I'm starting to be able to help him out and be like, you know, and, and direct him and lead him down a better path than I may or may not have been able to even just a couple months ago. You know, yeah. So, so you you lost your father, mm-hmm. and you had you had the COVID and everything, and you were what were you what do you think you were doing to try to fill that void? So, what were you doing before you reached out to help? How were you trying to deal with it on your own? What were you doing to troubleshoot it your own way? Work, work was. I just work. You know? Married yourself and work. Work, workaholic. I mean, I was working 65, 70 hours a week, six days a week, you know, working Sunday through Friday. And my only day off was Saturday. And it's like, holy man, it's, you know, four or five o'clock at night, you know, we're done running our errands and I'm tired. And it's like the work week starts tomorrow. All right. Well, let's dive right into it. Let's get a good night's sleep and, and you know, get to it. And quite frankly, work was, was the problem, you know, or, or one of the problems as to, how I got so, you know, exhausted yeah. and the way that I feel, the way that I do. So I think when, when you texted me in, in November about that, I was, I, I mean, I'm not a counselor. I don't have my doctorate yet, yet. <laughs> hopefully, yes. hopefully someday there, it'll there's happen. Hope. There's, hopefully I, I got there's time. Promise. I got time and maybe if I can afford it, who knows? Yeah. Um, so w- when I first suggested reaching out to maybe see a counselor or a therapist, how did that initially, how did you put 
were you kind of reluctant to do so mentally? And you can be honest. I mean, were you a little reluctant to do that? Yeah. And why? Absolutely. You know, it, it's just, you know, I, I think it's just typical dude stuff. You know, ah, oh, I don't want to go see a shrink. I don't want to sit on a couch and talk about my feelings. Yeah, right. I mean, that's not cool stuff. You know, I'd rather meet up with you and drink a couple beers and say, oh, man, I'm just stressed. Well, that isn't really going to, you know, isn't really going to help the problem. And, and it, it, it took some convincing from you. Yeah. And, you know, just, just kind of I had to step back and, and kind of look at myself and look at what I'm doing and looking how it's affecting my family, you know, Megan and the kids. And, and one, once I really saw that, I'm like, holy hell, I got to change. And yeah. you know what? I not, I didn't, you know, I didn't really believe in, in counseling, but I'm like, you know what? When, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bowler. I like bowling. And, sure. you know, when you're not bowling good, try something new. Change. Change balls, move, speeds, throw it harder, faster, Shoes whatever. Shoes maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Change hands, do a cartwheel, do anything. But yeah. whatever you're doing isn't working. So change. And that's what I did. I, I set up, you know, a, a, a meeting with a counselor. Yeah. And, we you know, we just kind of been, we, we've been working from there. I've been going... Uh, pretty much every two to three weeks now, and you know, um, I'm sure I'll get some. You know, s- some of my buddies will probably give me some heat for it, and that's cool. That's fine. But I mean, I'd strongly suggest, you know, not saying that everybody should go see a counselor, but I mean, change. You know, do something different. Try something else. You're trying you know? the same thing, and you're still getting the same results, yeah. which is the definition of insanity. insanity. Exactly. Yeah. Well, why not try something else? Right. Right. So you, when you started seeking out therapy and you started seeing someone, what kind of changes that made? What kind of mental shift did you have from that? I went from, you know, waking up tired after sleeping, you know, seven or eight hours. Um, I'd, I'd go from, you know, waking up tired and, and, you know, struggling to stay awake sometimes during the day, um, being very negative and, and, you know, putting myself down. I'm just a stupid truck driver. What do I know? I mean, I, I said that for so long and that's one thing I've, I've changed, but I've gone from that to waking up, you know, still a little tired because I get up at one, two in the morning. Yeah. I think anybody would be tired, but you know, I, I wake up, I have a more positive attitude. I, instead of dreading work, I, I kind of enjoy going to work knowing that when I'm done with my day, I get to go home and I get to see my family. I get to go see Megan and the kids, get to ask them how their day was and talk with them and play with them. You know, and, and Riley and, and Damien, they're just at such a young age and it's so fun, frustrating, but definitely so rewarding that, yeah. you know, when you see them grow and, and Riley and Damien, they just say things that catch you off guard that you just have to soak in and i've been allowed i've allowed myself to see that and to enjoy that and and i've been you know even even with with megan i've we've been you know i've been on my phone a lot less which is one one complaint that she kind of had and she's like you know you're not on your phone as much you pay a lot more attention you're more present yeah you're you're you know you're more mentally there instead of just there you know being physically i guess yeah and that's been you know just hearing that like gives me such a feeling of like you're doing good like my my biggest thing was like you're not doing enough you got to do more well that was always kind of like from a work aspect always yeah you were saying that you would get you would get upset with yourself if you didn't have enough hours on your check or if your mm-hmm. check was less than normally was right you would start to beat yourself up 
True. And now, you know, now, not that I don't care about that. You know, I, I'm, I'm still in a position where we can make bills and, you know, sure. I can provide for my family, but I'm, I'm, I'm allowing myself to enjoy other aspects of life where even just a couple short months ago, I wasn't allowing myself to do that. And that has been such an amazing feeling, an amazing change for obviously for the better but it's like i almost feel like a different person now now that i know what i know and i've been through you know even just a couple short months of counseling it's not like you know the counselor has all the you know magic tricks she really just you know just opened my eyes to a couple small small things small changes yeah and you know i'm gonna go back to bowling you know sometimes in bowling you you know you you move your feet on the lane or you, you change something real small and it makes a big difference. Yeah. And in, the, in in life this is no different. What else do you do for your self care? You say your bowl. That's your thing. You yeah. spend time with your family. What else do you do for like Billy time? Um, I play guitar. Um, I am a self taught guitarist. Uh, my go. my buddy Marcus and I we played a couple shows last year. And we're hoping to do a couple more shows this year. There you go. Music's great therapy. Oh my god. It's good dude. for the soul. I, yeah. I uh, yeah. Music for me is like just uh. <laughs> I, I I want to say something, but I I don't want to say it. Uh, anyways, what are you gonna say? I think you said. Are you sure? Say it. All right. Well, I guess it's kind of like you know heroin for a junkie, or it's like <laughs> cocaine, you know, whatever. It, it gives me that fix. Like I'm serious. I, That's all right. I'm, I'm sorry if, if you're hearing this. I don't mean to say that. In well, an no. offensive way. I'm just trying to make an analogy. Well, it's it. very, it's addictive and it gives you, it's, it's euphoric, but yes. it's a positive form of self-care, whereas heroin and those would be a negative, right. that, that, bad for you, obviously, right. but music has so many good benefits to it. Even just listening to music, mm-hmm. you know, right. you, you put on a good song, it can take you away and oh, unplug does. you from life and make you think about something else. Cause that's someone else who used that for self-care and you can relate to that mm-hmm. a lot of times lyrically, musically. Um, has your friends and your group of people that you hang out with, have they noticed a change in you as well? Yeah. I know I, like immediately you're obviously your, your fiance and your kids probably have your, your mom probably, but your, your group of friends, have they noticed a change in you? Yeah. Um, not, I don't think not yet. Um, you know, just, just because, you know, I'm, I'm still a very busy person. You know, I, I do work, you know, more than 50 hours a week. It's not 65 to 70, yeah. but I, I've definitely cut back. Um, but I've just been, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another, you know, it's like we got plans on this day and then we got plans on that day, but a couple of them have, and, and they've said it's been a very, it's, it's been nice. You know, I've been a lot more pleasant to be around, you know, I'm, I'm not so, well, I'm just, well here, you know, here's what I think. I think instead of using a, you know, instead of doing this, you should do this. And if you don't do that, well, then I'm just stupid because what the hell do I know? And, you know, I, I'm not saying those, making comments as, like that. You're not as negative anymore. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a lot more positive. You know, I'm I, optimistic. I'm laughing more. I'm smiling more. Yeah. And I'm just in a better mood. Like, I'm, I'm able to see things differently that where, you know, maybe I would have thought were annoying before and it's it's kind of funny or it's just, you know, what it, 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 I'm, you know one of my buddies... I don't see him very often. I just swung by his house the other day and, you know, I could tell like just in, in our conversation that we had, the conversation was almost like something we've never really had. And I don't know if that was because of me or just what we were talking about or how the conversation went. Maybe it was a fluke. I don't know, but it was just, you know, it's cool. Like now I'm, I can even see the changes in myself. So it's like, if I'm seeing it, my, my friends have got to be seeing it too, because I'm in my own head every day. 
they only see it, you know, once a month or, you know, a couple, you know, however many times they see me. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it's been awesome, man. Uh, leading up to all this, you were, you were mentioning about some of your, you had the fear of not working enough and not being good enough and almost an inadequacy fear. What are, what are some of your fears now? Do you still have things that you're a little bit afraid of? Yeah. You've got kids now, so that's got to, that throws a whole wrench into things, but what kind of, what, what kind of things are you afraid of now? Um, I'm still, you know, still afraid of the dark, uh, snakes and spiders. Right. <laughs> no. Dude, ditto, man. I'm the lights are not on my basement. I won't go down there. I can't. It's my yeah, own house. Dude, there's a monster down there. there I saw be. he was in the corner. You know that, right? Fuck, shut up. Don't tell me these things because I won't go in my own basement. <laughs> Just have a light on as right. long as the light's on. That's all you need though. Yeah. No, but in, in all seriousness, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid that in the back of my mind that, even though I've, I've, I've cut back on work a little bit um, and, and I'm, I'm spending more time with my friends, my family, and even myself, yeah. I still have a fear. It's just not as strong and potent as it was two, three months ago, but I still have a fear that what I'm doing truly isn't enough. Um, I, I doubt that'll ever happen, you know, because I'm, I've always been one. I've always been a giver. I've always tried to help everyone else out. Um, I double book all the time at the same time and it gets frustrating to a point, but I'm just trying to help and be there for everyone else. Um, but I, I, I do fear that, you know, like, you know, what I'm doing, it's not enough. Like God forbid Megan would say, Hey, um, you need to start working more, you know, or we're a little short uh, in the bank account or you know, and, and that would be, or, or, well, that would be one. And, and I guess another fear that I've, I've always had is, you know, making my dad proud or, or not making him proud. You know, I, I remember the day I called him when I told him that I passed my CDL test, you know, to drive a, a class, a, you know, a semi truck. Yeah. And I remember I called him and he answered and I told him and there was like a, a silence for a minute. I'm like, Dad, are you there? You know, I knew he was on his way back from California, so maybe he's going over the mountains and he lost didn't him. have reception. Yeah, and but no, he was so proud. And everything I've always done, even from a you know a little kid playing t-ball, I always wanted to make my dad happy and, and make him proud. And that is definitely a huge fear that I don't. I I. I don't want to sound cocky, I, but I, I don't think that'll ever happen. But that's kind of how I keep myself honest, and I, I keep, I stay motivated. Is that, you know, what would your, you know, what would my dad say? You know, but what I'm about to do, what would my dad say? And that's actually something I learned um, from counseling. You know, when, when I'm having a, a, a down day or, or feeling sad or, or a little bit, you know, down in the dumps, um, my counselor asks, "Well, what would your dad say?" You know, what would your dad say about your entire situation? What would your dad say about how you handled the entire year of 2020? Yeah. And I mean, you know, I guess there's a statistic like every person goes through like one bad event, like every five to seven years. And I went through like eight of them in the span of four months or five months. And, uh, you know, still here, still kicking, um, still, you know, trying to spread positivity where I can. And, and, but that's. You know, just thinking about that, like, I really wonder, like, well, my dad was around. What would he say? Yeah. And I don't, I, there, there, there's not a, an ounce in me that would say, well, you could have done more. You could have done this better. You could have done this different. No, I adapted to every situation that was thrown at me. 
and I felt like I did the best for myself and my family, that's been a fear. But I, you know, to kind of counter that, I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. But just because you know things might not ever happen doesn't mean you can't be afraid of them. Yeah. So that kind of keep, keeps you moving forward. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's my big motivator. You know, my my yeah. family. And, you know, my, my dad looking down at me, you know, what, what would he think? What would he say right now? Yeah. So what I keep hearing this recurring thing when I talk to men about this is we have this recurring thing about letting people down and not being good enough. I think it's like a recurring factor among men everywhere, myself included. And I really like I want to make my mission to find out why we have that as men. And I wonder if women have the same thing. I don't know if they do or not, but it seems like to be a recurring thing with men. They're like, I don't, yeah, that's a great point. Even with my friend promise that I taught you last week, he was like, people will tell him like, you're doing great. You're going to be awesome. And he's like, I don't know if I am. Sometimes we just don't know. Mm -hmm. I've had people tell me before, like you're doing great things with mental health keep it up. And I'm like, am I doing enough? Can I be doing more? I wonder why that's a recurring thing in men. Is it a link to our dads? It has to be because I myself I got quite a few father issues. I wonder if it's a dad thing, if it, if it boils down to our dads and how our dads maybe treated us when we were younger or how we perceived our dads or as maybe no. living up to be the man that your dad was and the fear of not being as good as your father was or I, wanting to be better than your dad was. See, for me... I'm just I, spitballing right now, honestly. I'm not really asking questions. I'm just talking. Right. So if you can chime in at any moment. Yeah, but, no, man. It's I, a recurring thing with men. Like, we're we're all so afraid of being not good enough. Right. All the time. Right. And it's okay if we're not good enough. As long as you're good enough for yourself. Yeah. Why are, Why do you have to make be good enough for other people? Be good enough for you. Do good enough for you so that you're happy. And what other people think... Fuck them. <laughs> Dude. At the end of the day. If you know, people don't think you're good enough, then who cares? If you're good enough for you, if you're happy with your family and how you're living your life and how you're doing things, that should be enough as men. We should be enough. We ourselves should be enough. We always, we're always striving to impress other people. And we're, we want to have the biggest dick in the room. We want to walk in. We want to be the more macho guy when we walk mm-hmm. in. With all the girls hanging over. We want, yeah, yeah, we want to be the guy that goes in. And you, we want all the girls to come up to us all the time. And right. we don't want to cry at a movie because we think we're going to look like a pussy. It's like, Dude, I did that one time when I was 16. Oh, my God. You felt so bad. Yeah. And when I was a kid. I felt I, like an ant. I felt so small. I watched E.T. with my father when I was younger. I cried at the end of the movie. My dad laughed laughed that's probably taken a toll on me when there was nothing wrong at all it was a sad part elliot was so attached to et this alien and the government came in and just ripped him away i was like that's sad dude he was good friends with that alien he was good friends yeah like why can't we normalize men being vulnerable and like crying and showing emotion like that's so normal women do it all the time but if we do it we're less of a man for some reason yeah, it's so weird. So I don't weird. know. I, I I mean, I I know there's no question, but I don't have an answer. Like I I, I, I kind of I wonder that myself, and yeah. and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just you know because we're you know we're what we're portrayed you know in a movie or whatever where you know I don't know the Rock comes in and saves the day. Yeah, and men have it all together in movies. In yeah, TV. right. I mean, they save the day. Yeah, they're the hero. And you feel if you're not the hero, then you're. A failure, almost. Yeah, man. Dude, that's... Wow. Right? Speechless. So that's where my mission is. 
to keep talking to men until I get those answers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I, I hope this podcast helps, man. Like, I, <laughs> I know some of my buddies back up in West Bend and Hartford area that I, I, I'm going to tell them to listen to this. Yeah. I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to tell you, the people that are listening to this, Yeah, get the help. Get the help. It's not that hard. No. Like, like I understand it. It might be expensive. You know, I mean, you know, with insurance, the insurance does, you know, it, the, the, the co- I, I don't think the cost of anything should ever be a detriment as to getting the help that people need. Um, and it, it's okay. It, it's, it's okay to admit that you have a problem and, yeah. and, and admit that you don't feel okay. It, yeah. it, it, I mean, now that like, I would never like three months ago. I wouldn't be saying this. I'd be like, no, man, yeah, dude, I feel great. Uh, how about the Brewers and the Packers and the who that's, cares? And that's men, yeah, but yeah. But now it's like this shit is real, and it's like holy fuck, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. It, it really is, and it's just you know, just go get the help. You know, there is there is there's one thing that you can't get back, and that is time. And you can make more money. You can make new friends. I guess you can't really make new fa- I mean, you can produce new family, but yeah. you can't, you know. But I, you can't get back the time. And I guess one, not a regret that I have, but I wish I would have done this sooner. So I could have felt better sooner. I could have thought, uh, think the way that I think sooner. Yeah. And for anybody that's listening, I mean... Feel free to reach out, and even if you just want to write a long, a long Facebook message or whatever, and at the bottom say, "Do not reply." This is my way of getting help or yeah. whatever. Please do. But I mean, from my experience, you know, going going to a counselor just kind of she opened my eyes to things that I already knew. But it was just from an from someone that was non biased, someone I didn't know, mm-hmm. didn't know me, I didn't know her, and you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that is totally okay. Like when if 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 you <laughs> if your arm is bent at a 45 degree angle and your arm is bent or uh, broken, excuse me. Sure. You're gonna go get help. You're gonna go get that fixed. Yes. If you're you know if you're sneeze you know if, if you got the COVID, I mean, I'll say this: if, if if you're sick and you think you got the COVID, you know, yeah, like, like I did. I mean, I almost didn't go help. Go and get help. Yeah. And, you know, Megan, thank God, took me in the hospital to get me that help. Yeah. But that's, you know, the I, I guess the first step, you know, you always hear, well, that's the, you know, that's the first step to every problem is problem is admitting that you have one. You're right. And nobody ever knows what that next step is. Yeah. And I think that next step is just find the help. Get the help you need because I'm wasting time feeling miserable and shitty and awful and 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 doing the same things over and over and over again and getting the same results but expecting different ones not only number one is that insanity but you're wasting your time on this earth we all have a purpose on this earth mm-hmm. and go out and, and 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 if you don't know what it is i mean go out and find it you know i mean you can't just go out and find your that was kind of stupid of me to say but just man i you know even if it's talking to a buddy, doing something different, you know, reaching out to a counselor, do something. Yeah. Cause man, there's a lot, like, of, there's a lot of strength in that too. Yeah. Like I have a, I have a 
I had respect for you before, but I got to be more respect for you now because you did reach out and you did seek that help because yeah. I see a change in you too. And look at some of like the most, look at some of the athletes that some of us look up to as dudes, like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, if you want to be a Tom Brady fan, but just look Dude, at some I'm of the a, most I'm Eli fan. Come look on, at some Eli. of the most top tier athletes, Eli Manning. Okay. All of those athletes have coaches. They all have conditioning coaches and strength coaches and quarterback coaches and they don't just go out there and do it on their own. There's a lot of natural talent, obviously, that they have. But all of those dudes have people that help them, that they use. And that's okay. To be better. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't think, I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady, but he's won a lot of Super Bowls. And I guess he's a pretty good quarterback. But I wouldn't think any less of him because he has a strength coach. I mean, that's, yeah. you got to have it. Everybody right. has to have a little bit of help, and it's all right. It's all right to just do something, reach out, look for the help. It's there, and I'm sure these guys. I mean, yes, they can afford it. They're making millions of dollars, but I'm I'm sure even these guys yeah. have you know marriage counselors, or they have uh, you know personal you know finance uh, coaches or counselors, or you know psychologists or psychiatrists that help them with you know you only see them on the field making great plays and great catches, but you know. The best of the best, you know, you know, even outside of, you know, even outside of sports or, uh, you know, professional sports like that, you know, I'm sure these, you know, anybody that you see on TV, they're getting help too, you of know, course. and, and sometimes us, you know, like we look up to those people. Mm-hmm. So if you look up to them, you know, if you want to be like they are or, or do what they do, you got to do what they're doing. Well, we got to normalize Did that it. even make sense? It did. No, it did. Like, yeah. I think that came all the way I wanted it to. It did. At the end of the day, we can all use a little help. Yeah, man. If we need it. Yeah. And it's good to recognize that and to do something about it. And I think the one of the greatest things you said is stop doing the same thing and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. If you know something is wrong, if you feel like something is off, change your pattern, change your rhythm, do something different. And and by that, I mean try to try try to make it positive. You yeah. Know? Don't don't uh, like start doing drugs or yeah, don't pick up a drug habit or anything. Yeah. Right. Don't start banging supermodels. Well, I mean well, that might not be I bad know. depending on who it is. Depending on who it is, yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you one more question before we go. I ask everybody this question at the end of the podcast. What's the last nice thing that you did for you, for yourself? Mm. That's tough. That's that's a. T- I mean. Sounds bad that it's been that's tough, but it, it's been a while. The nice I threw that on my social media once, and I saw were, that people were thrown off. And every time I ask people that question, they're always taken back. And I think it should be a question that you can answer immediately. It should be. You want me to tell you what mine is? Absolutely. I got a toenail taken off the other day. <laughs> huh? I had a toenail taken off the other day. Like, it was the last nice thing I did for myself because I needed to have it done. Because oh, okay. I had injured a toe a while ago at the gym. Okay. And typical guy, I pushed it down and it never really, it yeah. was never infected or anything, but I was like, it's but it fine. Hurts. Yeah. I'm fine. And then a couple of years went by and I was like, you know what? I just need to take care of this and just rip it off and be done with it. And I feel so much better. Like I was, I'm such a, a wuss, a wuss when it comes to nail stuff. And when it comes to little bitty things that I get done to my body and I'm always reluctant to go to a doctor for something little like that. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I did it and it felt great. And now I feel so much better because I know I'm healing. And maybe that's a metaphor for mental health as well, because you're going to do something. You're going to push yourself into a direction that you don't really want to go. And it's going to be awkward and uncomfortable at first, but you're going to come out so much better on the other side. 
I'm going to have a healthy toenail. <laughs> right. I'm going to be so much better You're going to live the rest of your life with a great, but that's, I, I did it yesterday toenail. and I didn't think that I wanted to do it, but I pushed myself through to do it. And I felt like that was a big win for me personally. So that's the last thing I did for me personally. As so, weird as it is, <laughs> I got this, a toenail removed. <laughs> this might not be the last nice thing that I did for myself, all right. but uh, it's definitely been probably the last, I guess maybe maybe it is, maybe it's not. Maybe there's something else I'm just not thinking of, but um, probably the last nice thing I did for myself was texting you back in, in November and saying, dude, I'm, I need help. Yeah. Where do I go? What do I do? You know, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, I know that you're so big into this, into this, you know, mental health stuff. And as soon as I finally realized that I had a problem, and, um, and I have one other thing to say. Um, remember, problem. Just remember that word, problem. Got it. Um, that you were a great, you know, confidant, a great person to come to. Thank you. Um, I, I was very confident that you would have not the answer, not how to fix my problem, but you would know how to, you know, find creative, uh, ways to deal with it, where to go, who might be able to help with that problem. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, just, just kind of, you know, doing that and, and admitting, Hey, I need a problem and not just letting it fester up and fester up because that's yeah. typically not very good for, I mean, I don't know anybody that's ever done well by just keeping everything bottled up inside. No, no something, nothing, something nothing bad, bad like myself. I know when, uh, when the, when the volcano erupts, like, uh, you're seeing me making a fist right now and my ring finger is like sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. I punched the light pole. Um, it was two days after my dad passed away. I stood up in a wedding, got drunk, was having some female problems. Yeah. And, uh, I let loose on a light pole and broke my hand or I broke my finger. That's typical guy shit. So yeah, guy I was just really stuff. drunk and stupid and needed a release and bam, there it was. Now imagine if that same situation happened now. You probably would not have done that. Right, right. I probably not. I mean I probably just would have, you know, ordered another shot of fireball or Jaeger or whatever the hell I was drinking <laughs> that night, but Right. Lord knows. So anyways, problem. Cir circling back, um one 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 thing I wanna say, in my opinion. I yeah. may be wrong, might be right, but it's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. Yeah. Uh, we all have our opinions, and some of them voice them on Facebook. I'm going to voice mine on Rigs Off the Radio podcast Thank right you. now. Thank you. Just because there's a problem, just because something's wrong, just because there, you know, something doesn't feel right, it doesn't mean that that the word problem isn't negative. It's not bad. I think there's a I think there's a big stigma. Or, or a, a negative connotation around the word problem. Well, I have, I have problems. I got I got problems, man. I agree. You know, I got 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. I mean, me. okay. But everybody has problems, though. Yeah, and that's, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to have problems. But I don't think it's okay to not do anything about it. Just letting it sit there and, and letting it fester and, and admitting it every day. I have a problem. I have a problem. I have a drinking problem. I have a... Uh, eating problem. I have I have this problem, and not and, and knowing that you have it and not doing anything. That's like I said, not only good, but it's not bad. Like it, it it it's not negative. It is what it is. It's just one of those things that okay, hey, you know, Riggs, you've got a you know you've got a toenail problem. Let's get it, get it fixed. Get it fixed. Let's let's do something. Do it. Do we got to cut the toe it. off? You know, I mean, dude, I. We gotta do something about it. Oh man! Anytime my my little boy Damien, anytime he's got a problem, if it's on his body, I'm just gonna cut it off. 
hey man i got a knife let's cut that thing off <laughs> no oh my yeah, no dad dude oh my god he used to get so ter- he would used to run up his room and scream and cry i go buddy i'm not gonna cut your your finger kids off. take things literally you can't yeah. do that to kids I, well dude you, you have to because dude my I'm my parents parent, i know this my parents did it to me i'm gonna do it to my kids i'm sure my kids are gonna do that to their kids yep. and so on and so forth but yeah just just because you have a problem doesn't mean that that's it's not life ending it's not it's not the end of the world it just is it is it is what it is and i don't think i mean other than what's going on in the political world i don't think there's any problem that doesn't have a solution yeah. and it might take a while to 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 find it or to come to a solution and it won't happen overnight either yeah i mean i'm i'm a big well um, not a big, well, I guess I am. A, I, I follow Dave Ramsey. He's a financial dude. Yeah. And something he says is that, you know, you don't, you didn't crawl in or you didn't, you know, just get into debt overnight. So you can't get out of debt overnight. You know, it's a long process. So it's going to, it was a long process to get into debt. It's going to be a long process to get out of debt. And I think looking at mental health problems the same, you know, could in, is is definitely possible. You know, you've had I mean, a life it, it, adding it, up to mental health issues that yeah. have just been adding up and adding up, and you haven't been dealing with it. Once yeah. you decide to deal with it, right? You got to work. You got to put in the work a little bit mm-hmm. to make it happen. Absolutely, I agree. Such man, a good conversation. Dude, this is awesome. Like, good one, man. I, I mean, I wish we could talk for like eight more hours, but I yeah, know. we could. I don't know who much who would listen really, yeah. but um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your honesty and your openness, and I hope that somebody else has heard something from this conversation. That's like, you know what? If two dudes sitting at a kitchen table in Wisconsin can reach out and get help, maybe I can get help too. And you know what? I'm talking to you right now. That's listening. You can. You totally can. You can. Yeah. Like, there's nothing stopping you. The only thing that's stopping you is yourself. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. You gotta do this more often. I, I know you always say that. We always say that, and, and we will. life happens. But you know, we'll do it again. We we keep in contact. We 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 text you know, on a weekly Abs- basis. Absolutely, we do. So yeah. you know, and and sometimes that's that's all it takes. You know? And I like hearing your updates from like, your sessions. I'm like, nice. This guy's getting it. It's Dude, working. It's oh working. Oh my gosh! It's like the I same thing. It felt for me when it happened for me too. I was like, yes, therapy. Yes, this is great. Yeah. So you know, I, I wasn't like, in, like I said, I was like kind of a naysayer. Now it's like, all oh, right, I can't wait to February twenty fifth to talk to my counselor. I Good. can't wait to tell her. And it's like, you know, if you're listening, this is the results that may, may maybe not in a couple months, might take a little longer, but these are the results that are real. I'm not faking this shit. I'm I'm being honest. Yeah. You know, anybody that knows me knows that I'm I'm not gonna bullshit them. I'm gonna shoot it straight, yeah. and this is honest. So if if I can do it. Very cliche to say it. If I can do it, you can do it. Damn right. So please do. Don't, don't, no excuses. Just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Let's do it. God damn it. Just do it. (laughs) Yes. Billy, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. My dudes, we got to get better at reaching out and asking for help. And if you're not sure where to start and you need to reach out to me, hell, I would be glad to be your jumping point to get you into therapy, kind of like I did with Billy. No problem. I'm not licensed. I don't have my doctorate yet. It's going to take me some time, but I can help you out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mental Health Monday. Enjoy the rest of your day, your afternoon, your weekend, your night, your bathroom time, whatever it is you happen to be doing. And remember, make good life decisions 